Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Today's podcast listener is fed up with your drive-by attempts to capture their attention. To reach this new audience, you have to live where they live. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Today I'm continuing the conversation that was inspired by Tom Webster's wonderful piece in Medium entitled Three Ways to Survive Podcasting's Existential Crisis, which I highly recommend that you read. Yesterday, I told you that you needed to be, and your podcast needs to be, and your episodes need to be everywhere these new people are, because these new people are consuming podcasts in places you and I, the working podcaster, don't really traditionally think about as podcasting places, but they are. So yesterday I told you that, hey, you just got to be there. And I told you that's a lot of work. But then I also told you that today I'd be telling you how much more work you have to do. Sorry about that. Because it's not just a matter of your podcast being on all these different platforms that you hadn't considered before. It actually needs to live there. Why does your podcast need to live there? Because that's where they, these new listeners we're trying to court, that's where they live. And they care nothing about changing where they live. Let me give you an illustration of what I mean by that. So the other day, I didn't feel like making dinner. So I used DoorDash, one of the many different food delivery options. You've probably used something similar. Grabbed my phone, ordered a couple of pizzas, and 30 minutes later-ish, bing, pizzas delivered and I was eating happily. Now imagine what would have happened had I opened the pizza box and there was a note. A note from the pizza maker saying, glad you're enjoying this pizza. However, we'd really like it if you would come into our pizzeria Drive over here because you'll get the smells and the sounds and we've got 47 craft beers on tap and it's a wonderful thing. You really shouldn't be eating your pizza at home. You should come in. That didn't happen. That never happens. Why? Because I have chosen that that's not what I want to do. And there's no reason why that pizzeria can't accommodate me. He can. That's thanks to DoorDash and Uber Eats and every other Postmates and the rest of those out there. But in podcasting, that's exactly what we're doing all the time when we put our podcast episode in a place that we don't think of as a podcast listening directory. And we need to stop doing that. We need to stop doing that. And we need to make sure that our content actually lives 
where these people live because just like I didn't want to get up out of my chair and drive to the pizzeria, people don't want to leave the places they're listening or they might be consuming, is a better way to say that, your content. And it's incumbent upon us, the working podcaster, to make sure that our content lives where these new listeners are listening, where these the audience is gathering. Here's a quick decision tree. When you're looking at these various places to put your podcast, where people actually live, where these new listeners live, there's a little decision tree that I'd like you to think about for this particular platform. And it's very simple. Step one is, does this platform allow for the uploading natively of multimedia content? That's a yes or no question. If it's a, if it's a no, then you're probably going to be forced just to share a link, which is the minimum that you can do. And if they won't allow you to upload multimedia content, then you just share a link. But if that answer is yes, if this platform will allow you to upload multimedia content, then you need to go to step number two. Step number two is, can I make the kind of content that it needs? And here's what I mean by that. Twitter hates audio. Facebook hates audio. Most social media platforms hate audio. And by hate, I mean you cannot natively upload an audio file. You can, however, upload a video, and that video can have an audio and should have an audio component to it. Yes, so you can. I can create content for that. Now, the second thing is, is it going to be appropriate? Or the third thing I should say, third decision tree is, is it appropriate? Can I make appropriate content? Because I could probably force Instagram TV or Twitter's Periscope to have that live content and I could probably fake it, but that may not be appropriate for my content. Or it may be the fact that I can't share my entire episode on Twitter because it only allows for two minutes and 20 seconds worth of video. So maybe I can't do those things. But if I can, if you can, you should definitely do that because the people on that platform, they are making the choice to live there and consume their content there. They live there, and if your content can also comfortably, for them, not for you, comfortably live there in an appropriate environment, it should live there. Now, the primary places you're thinking about doing this would be, well, you know, think social properties. Again, I talked about some of those, but also on YouTube, right? I'm recording this as a video, so it's going up on YouTube. It's on Facebook Live right now as a video for that. And it's fine. If people want to consume it that way, they purposely can. That's, that's up to them. I hear a lot of my podcast buddies who say, yeah, but nobody wants to consume podcast content on Facebook. You know what? Some people do. That's where they've chosen to live your job is to make sure that your content, if, as long as it fits, can live there too. Again, you don't want to just do a drive-by and say, hey, here's a quick little snippet. Come get the full thing on my website. That's, that's kind of dumb. You really shouldn't do that. But not just for social media. What about your owned properties? When you're putting your podcast episode on your website, because you're doing that, right? You're making an episode page 
for your podcast on your website with an embedded player, with a very detailed blog post, and probably your transcript as well, and lots of other things that they're going to be able to consume, you're doing that, right? You should be doing that. But you can't just repurpose that and say, now here's a newsletter that gets emailed out. Why? Because players don't work in newsletters. People consume content differently. They live differently in their inbox than they live in a browser. So you have to make sure you're making content specific for that. And then also all of the various podcast platforms, even the ones we don't typically think about, or sometimes the ones we kind of badmouth, we need to make sure that our content's there and it's appropriate. And when you're on these various podcast platforms, when you're making content for the podcast platform, can we stop saying rate, review, and subscribe? Why are we wasting time with that? People are already on the platform of choice, on the one they want to be on. They're living there already. They've consumed your content. They have access to your content. You don't need to beat them over the head. And yeah, I know that YouTube stars all say rate, review, and subscribe at the end. But until someone shows me definitive proof that that actually works, I'm going to say it's a waste of time. And I'm going to say the same thing. It's a waste of time to say rate and subscribe or any of those things because people are already following. They're already listening to you. And if they wish they can go and make that a stronger commitment. But that's up to them. It is not up to you. Your job is to make sure your content lives where they live. Now, I've got more to say about this tomorrow, where I wrap everything all together for the end of this little mini-series here. But before I go, three things. Uh, number one, keep the conversation going. I've got a cool thing called Flick, flick.group slash podcast pontifications. There'll be a link in the episode details if you want to keep the conversation going with me and with other people. Or you can also just comment wherever you're at right now and whatever platform you're watching or listening to this to, I will respond to it over there as well. That's great. If you want to support me and you're probably not likely to become one of my clients since I support businesses, go to buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra and buy me a coffee. You can even make it a recurring coffee. So every month, you buy me a coffee, and that kind of shows your appreciation and, of course, helps the, keeps things going. And then finally, if you are in business, uh, get in touch, evo at podcastlaunch.pro. I shall be back tomorrow with another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion... Unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. 
To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.